Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Angry Millennial Podcast. Hey guys, who doesn't love really well-designed photography clothing? Check out clickgearclothing.com, a lifestyle for urban photographers. All Angry Millennial listeners can use coupon code ANGRYPHOTO to receive 20% off any order. And the first three people who sign up for our newsletter after the show will get a free $25 gift card. Now guys, be sure to also check them out on Instagram at clickgearclothingltd. So for today's episode, uh, I went to Boston and spoke with Michael Paul Smith. He's a model maker who over the last, let's see, since 1996, so almost, wow, almost 20 years, he's been putting together these very intricate, amazing uh, models, towns and sets, that sort of thing, and started photographing them. And this series was called Elgin Park. So E-L-G-I-N, Park. And he ended up doing it for 12 years, not showing anyone, before he decided to start posting them online. And now, I mean, since then, it's it's really blown up. He's been written up in the New York Times, uh, other sites in Europe. He most recently was uh, had a piece written about him on the Boston Globe while I was up there. Um, and it's, it's really amazing. So I I can honestly say that the best part of doing this and is, is really just the people I get to meet. And, um, I hope you guys will, uh, feel the same way that hearing Michael's story, um, just about what he's done and about what he went through throughout his whole life to get to this point is, is very interesting. And he's quite honestly, one of the most interesting people I've had the pleasure, um, you know, of, of meeting. So what we're going to do is start off with today's episode. And then I'm actually going to be posting a blog post with some pictures and stuff like that of, you know, Michael's home and his space and all the, um, kind of models and all that kind of stuff. So you guys can, can definitely check it out. So hope you enjoy today's episode with Michael Paul Smith. All right. So here we are today with Michael Paul Smith who, let's say, uh, Michael, how would you describe yourself as an artist? Oh, boy. <laughs> a, a tough question right off the bat here. Jeez, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a model maker, a photographer, amateur, all the way. Uh, historian of sorts of the 20th, 20th century. Uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, yeah. it's, 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 it's pretty basic stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, for anyone who doesn't know... Um, what kind of brought your notoriety about um, was a project called Elgin Park. Right. And uh, so it, it, it was, I've known about your project for a while now and definitely found it very interesting. And I think one of the things in the beginning that resonated was how it was a very profound part of it was that it was heavily based on perspective. And, you know, you can... 
you know, you can say, okay, well, the model making part, let's be honest, is a very big part of it. <laughs> but the way you would take these these models, right, of, of cars and houses and these sort of things on a, uh, let's just say a wood board, right? Yeah. And then just take them out in different parts of, of your town yeah. and take pictures of them. And they looked like they were in the 50s or 60s. And it, it was mind-blowing. Um, and, you know, so I know uh, through the the short film uh, that Danny Yord and some other people had put together uh, that it was very, for you in the beginning, it was very much a therapeutic thing and you've had tons of jobs and I can appreciate that. You've had tons of jobs over the years. So real quickly, tell me about some of the, the best or strangest kind of jobs you've had. Um, well, I worked actually in a plastics factory that made uh, Halloween pumpkins, and we did it. <laughs> That's uh, very niche. <laughs> it was very niche. <laughs> yes, it was. But, and uh, that was pretty bizarre. And uh, because I ended up doing all the jobs, you know, the, right. the, the heat and the fire treating, the painting, right. and the whole nine yards, even loading boxcars. Uh, I was a, a bartender at a very sketchy bar, uh, and uh, I was the only guy who had a beard and wore flannel at the time. Yeah. And uh, I, oh, you were ahead of the ahead of the trend. I, I, I was way ahead of the trend, <laughs> but also I was the anytime a fight would uh, break out, that pushed me in front because I looked like the guy. I was going to say, with bartender at most crappy bars is usually a bouncer working double duty. Right? I was the bouncer, you know, at 126 pounds, you know. And, <laughs> Five ten, hey! But I had the beard. Yeah, uh, yeah. stopped a lot of uh, a lot of fights. Uh, being a mailman, yeah, that was that was interesting. Getting bit on the first day. Uh, That's art, what, what kind of what kind of dog? Uh, it was actually a pregnant beagle. And wow, uh, yeah, no and, one would have guessed that. I knew, and, and it attacked <laughs> it attached itself to my upper leg. And the woman comes out and says, "Don't spray my dog, please! Don't spray my dog!" And I said, "Just get the dog off my leg." Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. there's blood and the whole thing. Oh wow! So, so uh, that was my first day on the job. And uh, they made me go out and deliver the mail after after they patched me up. Oh wow! Like they say, no, nor rain, nor heat. Yeah, right. You got it. Or dog bite. <laughs> yeah, pregnant dog bite rabies. You're yeah. fine. That is interesting. Um, I've had let's see, I've had some odd jobs over the years as well, and one of them was working as a door to door paper salesman. And I'm so sorry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and it was the same thing. It was twelve, ten to twelve hour days in a full suit. In the summer, walking everywhere, you just get dropped off and just walk around right. to businesses. And I did it. It was all commissioned. So I did it for about a week. And I'm surprised I lasted that long. But what did it in for me was I thought to myself, okay, you're resilient. Just do it. It's a job, you know, just yeah. just keep doing it. And uh, But when the first check came in that week and I was, let's just say, uh, 10-hour days for five days, walking 20 miles right the whole week, and the check was for $30. Uh-uh. I was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> After that, I was like, I'm pretty sure I could put all this, uh, you know, determination to something that would pay a bit better, you know? Um, but I, 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 it's funny. On my a bio, on my photo, photography site, I write some of the odd jobs I've had. Like I was a, an intern at a company in the IT department. You know, and, and you're sitting there going, "Well, I didn't have an IT degree. It was just one of those things where they were just like learn something." And I started right. playing with like Dreamweaver and building websites and buttons and stuff, and uh, and it was cool, you know. And, and then got let's see, I worked at a mall uh, doing photography at a, at a mall. Yeah, don't, don't ever wish oh, that upon anyone. Booth kind of, uh, no, uh, uh, yeah, like the ones where people bring their families in. It's kind oh, of like yeah. glamour shots, oh, sure, but yes. not. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Sure. And, and you bring them in like. And that was a bit soul crushing because at that point I was a pretty 
you know, I knew what I was doing with the camera mm-hmm. and, uh, and I took that job again just to have something to keep me busy and that kind of thing. And I think that lasted about a month. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Short term life. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're sitting there going, ah, I know I'm better than this, but it's fine. It's not beneath me. I'll still do it. And, and well, look what you learned too. Yeah. I mean, it, everything adds, absolutely everything yeah. adds to it. So. so that's one thing I thought about, like, uh, you know, you, you've had all these, you know, kind of seemingly odd jobs and, you know, through talking, um, before, you know, beforehand with you, it, it seems like you might be kind of the same person I am where while that job may not have been your career, right. You could very easily say that led to the next thing or because of that, I then did this. Absolutely. And it was part of the process, you know, when you started it, I know this project was very kind of th- very therapeutic. Right. And it was maybe more so, and you can tell me more about it. Maybe it was more so about the modeling, like the, or is it more about just the solitary nature of it or how'd it go? Oh, it's actually a fusion of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, the being a solitary and I always worked in silence and, mm-hmm. uh, and it just let me think. And, right. and it was the, it was very uh, curing, but uh, in the process, the whole process of uh, doing the research, uh, whatever the project was that I was inspired to do, mm-hmm. uh, and that took up a lot of time, and I had to be focused, and then taking notes, and then uh, when I started making the models, uh, how realistic do I want them to be? Right. And it was like, okay, I'm I really it, it, very early on. I, it was clear that I wanted to um, have something very authentic without being excessively fussy. Right. Um, and and also the the quiet allowed me to just replay my life. I mean, I was working, and people say, "Oh, you were doing nostalgia." Uh, it wasn't in a very minor way uh, because it was about my past memories mm-hmm. of my past and all. But um, uh, oh boy, this is this is getting into a swamp. <laughs> <laughs> Should I charge you a dollar, hundred dollar, hundred fifty dollars for this hour here, uh, doctor? Help me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, it allowed me to. Uh, like I built the house that I grew up in and yeah, that, that uh, was impressive. I and saw I that knew every single room and I downloaded the wallpaper. I mean, it was, it was, wow. it, and so, uh, and I, so every room that I made brought back absolutely every memory that I had there. Mm-hmm. And you know, the good and the bad. And I, I wasn't weeping or, or, you know, gnashing my teeth while I was building it, but it would just allow this constant flow of memories. Uh, and then as being a kid, but also as an adult looking at, uh, was as I was a kid, right? Know? So I yeah. had these two very different perspectives at simultaneously, and mm-hmm. it it just kind of cleared up the air. You know, all these mental dialogues, this monkey mind that you have over the years. Right? And, oh, my past, those nuns. You know, my dad. Rah, 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 rah. Right? Uh, they just all worked themselves out. So it's like, oh, I don't have I don't have problems anymore. <laughs> you know, build your own house. I mean, uh, right? That's what you should do. Yeah, so. for sure. I mean, it 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 definitely. Um, you know, like you had said, it, it was your own self therapy, and, and at a time in your life where you were—I don't want to say you're at the end, but you know, you're you're in the let's say the last quarter, so you're sitting there, you have a lot to look back on. Oh yeah, and you know, it's it's putting all that uh, together in a way, and like you said, it, it definitely was helpful. You know yeah. what I mean? And yeah. and I know when you started it, like you said, it was very personal and internal. Um, and you, you had mentioned one thing a lot of people ask me when I tell, when I show them your work and the whole project is, are these spots, are they well known? Kind of like almost like, are some of them like landmark 
parts of your kid childhood or is it just your, your own memory? It's like very. It really is my own memories. Wow. Uh, the snow scenes are, it's how it felt to me. Right. And uh, I actually went, have gone back to the hometown, my hometown in, in Swickley, Pennsylvania, which right. is north of Pittsburgh. And uh, the town's very small. It's one square mile. And I try to photograph actually in that space. Mm-hmm. And it's, I, I couldn't do it because the, the town's so small. I mean, there right. is no place. I couldn't get far my table far enough away from a building to make it. Uh, so that was really interesting. Uh, so in my place where I grew up is doesn't feature in my... Mm, okay. So I wasn't trying... That I, I realized that I can't try to replicate it 100%. Right, so. right, 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 right. I mean, yeah, because that's one thing I'm, and I know you talked about it in that in that short video, was um, or short film rather, but it was that the creativity of it was kind of endless. And if you think about it, if you're only pulling from your own psyche and your own internal mind, yeah, it could be whatever whatever oh, you want. <laughs> so it's almost daunting with how much possibilities you could do. Yes, it's the infinite now. I mean, uh, whatever scene it was, I mean, there were infinite varieties of, of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and it's so one thing is, I know we talked about was um, that because of, well, actually, why don't you tell us a bit about how when you did this, it was from 1996? 90, was, 96 was when I, yes. I actually started it. I, the idea actually congealed. It was right. like, oh, yes, this is what I'm going to do. Right. Yes. And then it was uh, 12 years before you ever really showed anyone. Right. There was this whole, well, it was a number of things. Uh, am I good enough? Is right. this, you know, you put it out there and right. no, no one salutes it. I mean, that was just, that could have been, that's a frightening thing. Yeah, that's um, every, every creative deals with that. It's you very know? Catholic, yeah. too. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Catholic school all my oh, life. I'm very, I'm very aware. <laughs> There's always a nun behind me saying, this is not good enough, you know, ready for the, for the smack back of the head. Right. Right. Uh, but I'm over that. Uh, yeah. Ask again. I mean, yeah, me no, more. No, no. I'm getting so bogged down. Whoa. Right. No, no. It's um, it's it's the same fear that a lot of people, for, for instance, me doing this was very much a same thing, a very therapeutic thing. Mm-hmm. And when I started writing more, um, everything I wrote was very real and honest. And it was the same thing. It was in a way of, of helping me cope with all the fears and everything sure. else that I dealt with as a creative whether as a photographer, uh, a writer, or now as, you know, doing this podcast. And it was funny. I, I started getting a lot of positive feedback. So you'd think, okay, this should be easy. But when, <laughs> when I started, oh, no. yeah, when I started uh, interviewing people and, and, and really enjoying the process and, and getting to talk to everyone, I started getting a couple episodes in the can. And then when I finally decided I want to put the site up, I, uh, it took me probably a whole day. So like one night I worked through until 5 a.m. And the next day I got up and, and worked on it more and I finished it. And it was funny. The second I hit like, you know, go, you know, and, and it was on there and I made a post on Facebook telling everyone, hey, check out the new site. My, instantly my stomach was in knots yes yes and yes, i yes, started yes. getting depressed yes. and my girlfriend my girlfriend <laughs> is in the kitchen she's cooking oh, and i just come in there and just lie on the floor yeah, <laughs> she yeah, goes yeah. what are you doing and i'm like i i posted the site live and she goes okay so good job you're, right. you're working on it and i go 
but now it's out there. <laughs> right. It was the it, same it, thing. It's out there. Yeah. And what have I done? Yeah. You know, it's, oh, yeah, oh yeah. my God, what have I yeah, done? The second I hit enter, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> well, it was interesting because uh, I, for, for a year it was out there uh, and, and I did have the, the knot in my stomach for a year mm-hmm. and, and it, you know, occasional hits and occasional people flamed me and, mm-hmm. and whatever. And I was thinking, okay, I'm still going to do this because they don't know who I am. Right. Um, and then, but when it was, the site was picked up by uh, a car magazine in, in, England, right. that's when it hit. I mean, I got in one day, I got a million hits, and for the wow. next two, next three days, I made it up to. No, I think it was a little bit more than a week. Uh, past the twenty million mark, wow. and it was like the, the the knot in my stomach just went everywhere. I mean, I was one big knot, and I was elated, and I was emotional. Uh, and I didn't have any, and I didn't share this with anybody. I did. I do all this stuff by myself, right. and. Uh, I still do, actually. It's so weird. <laughs> 85 million people know my work, but I don't show any of my friends. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's like, what have I done? But I guess the adult group said, come on. Yeah, yeah. Get on. My, my, there's my dad and there's the nuns. You know, get on with it, you know? Yeah. And so after a while, it's like, what are they going to do? Hate me? And yeah. It's like, I don't care. Nobody knew who I was. Yeah. So. And it, it's funny. It's something that um, for a lot of creatives takes years to get to that point where you sit there and say, well, with the exception of what you do, it's very much for you, but for a lot of people, it's a service. So it's always other people dictating what you're doing. Yes. And you can say, okay, I'm doing it for other people because I you know, want the money, but also I want to share in their experience with them. I want to give them this, this product or this service. But then you start realizing that you get, you get lost in that mix and a couple of years can go by. And then you say, you know what? I want to get to this, you get to this point of understanding where you say, I want to make things for me again Mm -hmm. and if i do that i'm going to be much happier it's going to be much more sustainable and eventually hopefully people start feeding off that energy and it it comes through and you start making a living again um and it's it's really hard for people to get to that point you know right and like you said you've been uh, you've had all these jobs and you've done all these things and it didn't occur until you're what 50s yeah i was 51 yeah, fifty-one to say, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do something for me and screw everybody else. And if they if they enjoy it, great. If they don't, I'm still gonna do I'm it. Still gonna do. It. I mean, it was this it's petulant little ten year old. You're gonna do this. Yeah. What well, was interesting because one of the jobs that I had uh, for a number of years was I was in uh, advertising. I was oh, the wow. head, I was the head of an art department for two very large companies. And, oh wow. Uh, so I'd go to these board meetings and you know the clients who don't know what they want and blah blah. blah. So like uh, Mad Men, you lived in Mad Men. It was Mad Men without the style. It was like Cleveland without the glamour, you know? Um, but, uh, and so I, I knew what putting it out there every week I had to get, be excited about button down shirts or whatever it was and stuff like that. And then, and then have the client come back and said, we hate this and throw it at you. And you go, mm. okay, well, yeah. sure. That's fine. I'll do it again. <laughs> so, uh, and yeah, and I, I, I was not being creative when I got home. Uh, right. You know, it was just like, I'm just this ball of depression. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I'm going to get up. And so I had ended up having a heart attack and which was, oh, wow. it was great. It was the best move you talked about earlier, you know, one job leads to another, you know, in one way or another. Right. And uh, when I had my heart attack at a board meeting, I oh, turned wow. blue, had my suit on, you know, whole nine yards. And, uh, and I said, it's time to change. Yeah. You know, this is yeah. really what it was. Yeah. And, I think anyone would say that if your job is to the point where it's getting you to the point where you either have ulcer or got a bit of heart right. attack. Right. Something has to change. And the money was good too. I mean, of this course was, it was. This was in the 80s. I mean, I, I bought a house. I mean, I had enough money to buy a house, you know, and uh, it was like, no, I'm going to give this up. And I 
my first job out out of the from there was uh, I didn't know how to make models, and I knocked on somebody's door who was a model maker. I looked him up in the phone book, and I said, "Will you hire me?" I mean, it really was like, "Will you hire me, sir?" <laughs> uh, and he said, "I'll you let you work here for a week, and if you're good, I'll pay you, and uh, and if you're really good, then well, you know, I'll keep you on." So I, I stayed there for a number of years with him. Wow, and, uh, he's was, still he's still around. No, he is since dis- disbanded. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was like good. I, yeah, you know, and it's funny. So that, that brings up an interesting thing um, that I, I, I've written about too, where the idea of being an apprentice at something, especially art is, is really kind of, I don't want to say dead. There's still a few trades that feel that way because Hey, if you're an electrician, you need to learn before you can start, you know, not kill yourself <laughs> on other people. Um, but in terms of photography, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's almost like the, the negative aspect of like the internet where anyone can go online and learn whatever they want. And that's fine. That's a good thing. But then you have this thing where it's like, you don't have the, a lot of times you don't have that aspect where you you work from someone else and you learn the craft and you do it at your own pace. And and from there you pay your respects and you pay it forward and you go on your own. And then after a couple of years, maybe you bring on your own underling, your own um, person. And, and it's kind of, kind of sad. I mean, some people do it nowadays. Like I'll take on assistance. And that's how I started getting teaching and stuff. But it, you know, it, it definitely wasn't for me the same as like someone who was younger. So for me, I was only, I was in my twenties. I could have essentially assisted for a career, but I looked at like, I did advertising undergrad mm-hmm. and then I, I graduated and got my MBA in marketing. So I was like, I need to get a career job, you know, and photography is neat, but right now it's just a hobby right. and I need to get a, a real job. And that whole real job thing didn't really work out for a bunch of years, <laughs> but luckily I was doing stuff. And it was funny, the same thing that you felt was what I felt. I worked at a high-end studio taking pictures all day and I'm taking pictures with some of the best equipment, you know, all the nice Canon yes, gear, yes, Bronco yes. lighting, yeah, every, yeah. all this money, right? And it, and it was a lot better than all the gear I had. So it was fun. But then it got to a point where at the end of the day, when I went home, the last thing I want to do is pick up my camera. And the last thing I want to do is, is stare at a computer and edit more pictures. Absolutely. And then I said, you know what? I got, I got to quit. So I quit and left. Mm-hmm. And it was scary and it was a lot of the same things, but it was kind of the same thing you said, where if, if it becomes a, a thing that you, you do, and a lot of times there's always there's always compensation at that job. The pay wasn't very good, but another job I had, the pay was good. And then you're sitting there going, but I'm not happy, but the pay is good. And that's all you keep telling yourself, (laughs) but the pay is good. So if I'm getting paid like shit and I'm unhappy, Oh, I'll quit. But if the pay is good, it makes you reconsider a lot of things absolutely, or consider what you're going to deal with. Oh, but man. So you, so you had the heart attack though. I mean, you know, universe intervenes. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So what was, what was that like? I mean, after that, you know, you started with the model making thing. Did it then become like, okay, this is going to be my career? Or was it at that point, it was still like a passion thing? Uh, yeah, it was still a passion thing. It was, uh, boy, I, my life is, is I, I, I don't have a real objective. So I'm mm-hmm. really kind of amazed where I am right now. Right. So after the model making, uh, the reason I stopped being a model maker there with that person was that uh, the, the shop closed down because uh, 3D printing and oh, CGI yeah. was coming in. So model makers weren't, weren't available, uh, weren't People didn't want them anymore. So I said to myself, what else can I do? And I said, I'm going to learn wallpapering. So I ended up having a wallpaper, my own company, uh, and I couldn't 
talk about apprentices. Nobody, nobody, nobody wanted to stick to wallpapering, so I ended right. up doing it myself. But I was the best wallpaper, and I'm not bragging. I mean, I, I never had to advertise. I worked for very high-end clients. Nice. And I was passed along, you know, and I was like, I like wallpapering. It's like a big puzzle, you know, So and I'm by myself, so, you know. And right. then uh, – and it, it's, it's that's how my life has proceeded. Yeah. I kept going on and on. Um, so, yeah. But here I am, not making money on what I'm doing with my models and all that. Right. But that's okay. Yeah. Uh, that's very satisfying at this point. Uh, yeah, and it's you know, just like we talked about being completely honest. Um, the biggest thing people ask me for this is, you know, oh, are you making money yet? And I say, you know what, it's, don't get me wrong, I have a family, I have a living to make, but um, I kind of like the fact that right now I just I just get to do whatever the hell I want. Right. It's 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 mine, no one can have any say in it, I can, I can curse, I can do whatever I want, and Absolutely. travel and, and talk about whatever <laughs> I want, um, whereas if, if more other things started coming in, then the expectations change. Oh, and yeah. it's kind of like, you know, in the advertising world, as soon as someone has a say in it, then then it changes, you know? Well, I've been uh, approached by a number of big clients and people saying, you know, would you build my house and model or would you whatever? And uh, and I have to turn it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's my age is actually, and there's some mm-hmm. medical challenges, I like to call them. Or, but those are, those are sort of a buffer for me at this point because right. – uh, yeah, it, it, there's too much compromising, and I hope that doesn't sound stuffy on no, that part. No, no, not uh, at all. I mean, but like you said, it's 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 just th- that's another thing that takes years for an artist to learn is the artist saying no. Right. Oh boy, you know? <laughs> that's because one of the harder ones. Let it me is. Tell you. It really is, and yeah. and because you're sitting there saying, on some level, I would love to do that, but realistically, if I had to prioritize other things are more important, or other, let's just say, um, uh. That core values are more important right. and you don't want to deter from that. So then you say, okay, I'm going to have to say no. And sometimes it really does hurt. You know, you would love to do that. You'd love to ex- have someone else experience the world of model making and right. and share that with other people. But at the same time, if it takes away from what you think is the overarching goal uh, or, or um, you know, theme of what you're trying to do, mm-hmm. then yeah, then, then that's, that's your right. And, and that's good because you might look back and go, Ooh, dodge a bullet there. Yeah. <laughs> also, one thing to interject sure. here is that uh, if, uh, if I did do commission work, and I did a little bit in the beginning and all that, but it, right. the, the end product is not what it, – it wasn't my work in a way. I mean, it was such a compromise that right. I, they got a very good product, but it just – and people would say, that doesn't look like Elgin Park. And I would, you know, politely said, well, you didn't ask – you know, you actually kind of pushed me over it and you wanted this, 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 and this, and it was looking less and less Elgin Parkish. Uh, so I was like, oh, yeah, this is – yeah. Anyway. No, and, and it's funny. <laughs> so one person we've had on recently uh, is a photographer of mine named Corin Prescott. And it's very interesting. So he he's a fine art photographer and he does like landscapes and fine art nudes and he combines the two as well and just like nudes in these amazing landscape shots and they're beautiful. And but he he has a very, very artist type. He lives very frugally. He um, you know, wasn't making money for years but kept doing it. Mm-hmm. And and people would ask him, Well, you know, what's your secret to being successful? And he's like I'm still not, at least in my mind, I'm still, I'm scared shitless and no one wants to hear that. And, you know, he's like, it's one of those things where I don't have quote clients. I go and do what I want. He's, he's literally gone around the country at this point, I think like 16 times. And he goes to different parks and state parks and places and and just 
he'll he'll hike for hours just take one photo, uh, yes, and yes. you got to respect it, you know. And um, his wife is a, a model, and she luckily is one of the biggest um, uh, subjects in a lot of his portraits. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's lucky in that sense too because he gets to share it with his wife, and and they travel together and that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I definitely have to tip my hat to him because. He didn't cave to those pressures, you know, to say, oh, you have to monetize this immediately. Mm-hmm. And when you think about it, you you do that. And like you said, it, it suddenly does not become what you started out doing or what you love doing. And as an artist, you know, that's tough. It's tough to balance that, hey, I need to eat and make a living and I need to really kind of respect the art and what I'm trying to do. Um, and I think that's why a lot of people, when they get paid stuff, no one sees it. For the most part. Yeah, I'm not yeah. saying oh, not yeah. entirely, but for the most part, you sit there and go, if I do it for someone else and I'm getting paid, for some commercial clients, you literally can't from DNRs and stuff, whatever. But it's, um, you know, it's it's one of those things that you you sit there and say, well, it's great. I did it. I got paid, but it's not going to go in my portfolio. It's not going to be something I tell people about because it, every time you do a new project to start at the end of the confidence and all that, I mean, I get anxiety for two <laughs> days before I know I'm going to actually f- photograph it. I mean, right. and it's like, where is this anxiety coming from? But mm-hmm. it's, but I, it keeps me honest. And I don't, I don't want to say that I'm nurturing my neurosis or anything mm-hmm. like that, but uh, I don't like the anxiety, but I find that I do better because I've, I'm not trying to have a product. You know, I'm yes. not, it, it's not. I mean, all my photos look have a, an Elgin Park feel to them, but right. each one is very different. Right. So, and that's really, really what comes from that anxiety. It's like, okay, I'm gonna. Where's this? Got to get deep inside me. So yeah, and it, and it's it's funny. So a lot of times I say the same thing. That part of it, if you're good, never goes away yeah. and should not ever go away because then what is that? You're complacent and you think you're you've made it. Absolutely, and that that. That at some point is when you should say either you need to relook at what you're doing or or move on, right. um, because you should be very nervous. And if you're a performer, or you're a singer, and you're going out and you don't get butterflies anymore, it could be confidence. But then at the same time, it could be that you just think you're so good that they're going to just love <laughs> oh, what God you're doing. Yeah, go directly to hell for yeah, that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but it's it's I mean, so it's interesting um, that you you know saying like you said you, you do it very solitarily, you do it on your own. You photograph it on your own, but it's when you all of a sudden decide, okay, I'm going to post it and the entire world can see it. And now you have a lot of people who are just waiting on bated breath to see these next photos. I hate to admit it, but yes, yeah. I mean, there are some people yeah. who go, thank you. You know, oh, you, you, we, you haven't seen you in two weeks. You yeah. know, it's like, oh, yeah. what, what have we been doing? It's like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. I mean, so when you started this, it was very personal. And like you said, it's, not overnight, it's been a bunch of years, but it's really started to gain traction. I mean, do you have any idea of like, or did you have any idea of what you eventually wanted it to become? Or it was, yeah, it was always just doing it for yourself. Yeah, it really took on and it has uh, evolved. Uh, there are very specific points of photographs that I took and I said, oh, I'm at the next level now. Oh mm-hmm. my God, you know, I, what I had internalized, you know, the first four or five years of doing this, I had internalized it and then didn't think about it. And then a, a whole different photograph came out. I mean, mm-hmm. And you can tell uh, when you look at the, the latest book is that it's it's really the the arc of my work and, and they're very specific moments of, mm-hmm. you know, this is somewhat staged, this is a little more realistic, and now I'm into a point. I don't know what how I do what I do now at this right. point. It really is very, very different. I couldn't put my finger on what it is, but man. Mm. Yeah. 
That's that's really cool. I mean, it's. Uh, I'll be honest with you. I I love this kind of stuff. I just don't think I'd have the patience for it. And <laughs> oh, when I need patience, I know, I know. So when I <laughs> when I see like the ones where you have little bits of sawdust and you're oh, yeah, spraying yeah, yeah, yeah. it in like the um uh the this like the, near the sidewalk and stuff, and you're wetting it down. I'm like, oh man, I'm just tired just watching. watching but I got There's the thrill for me because it's like, okay, I'm I'm 124 scale now. You know, what would the street look like? You know, putting the snow. It's the baking soda. Does it drift? You know. I mean, it's like, oh, it's all, wow. it all. Yeah. man, I get down, I'm right there with those little specks of dust and when, stuff like that. When you that. do snow, do you do like the, uh, the black brown snow near the edge of the road and stuff oh, like yeah, that too? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I, my vacuum cleaner dirt, which I sift a couple of <laughs> times to make it the right scale gets mixed in with the baking soda. Yeah. Wow. People, I, I used to say I'm obsessed. Somebody says, no, you have just have good attention to detail. Yeah, so you know, that's, that's a true. nice way of putting it. And it is because you think about it. I mean, that's. <laughs> In, especially in models, that's the whole name of the game. Right. You know, when you think, I, I, I used to know some people who did like the train thing. And it's the same thing. This town that you have this train run through can be literally green with a person on it, mm-hmm. or it can be an entire huge, like, you know, thing of its own, living, breathing thing. And those are the more interesting ones. You know, that aren't like, oh, I, I got a kit and just set it up my basement. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. But yeah, I applaud the people who have the kit. I mean, at least they're trying exactly. and stuff like that. Right. And how much down the rabbit hole do you want to go? I yeah. mean, I, I know people who are far more obsessed than I am with their models. And mm. I just draw, somebody read, read me the riot act because my windows didn't open on my models. I'm thinking, you know, these windows are wow. an inch and a half tall. But they're, yeah. they're double hung, but I'm not going to, he said, well, you were already down there. You know, you should make them. <laughs> Uh, open. I said, you know, I, I just draw a line. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. yeah, yeah. And you got to figure. Here's a question. I I have just realized when you build these things, do then do they do you then put them aside or do you deconstruct them and use this reuse the, the materials? Yes. Uh, well, no. Actually, I tend to build them modularly, so I know that the front can come off very easily, and I can put a new front on okay. it. And uh, and I don't have much storage space, so I, there's basically only 15 buildings. And but I've learned to mix and match and whatever. So that, that was that was just a learned thing. Because I'm sure that's probably the first thing some people ask you is, I mean, I'm just asking, can you purchase it? Right? Oh yeah, yeah. And people think the town exists. I mean, I'm. I'm very impressed by that big, uh, you know, can we come and visit the town? I'm thinking it, it really doesn't exist yeah, yeah. and it would also be huge. Oh yeah. Yeah. I can uh, imagine. So uh, same thing. Like when, when I saw the the space you use upstairs in your home, <laughs> it was very small. It's very small. And, and I, I was, the first thing I said was I've seen your pictures with this outside. You take this outside and you go, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very carefully, but very yes, carefully. I'm pretty good at it yeah. now. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, that, that in, a, in itself is very much respect. Like I, the one thing I always, maybe you have some insight. One thing I always appreciated, but never knew how it, how it was done was the, the, the ships in a bottle, oh, like yes. how you build yes. those. Yes. And I can imagine you build it and spend less time and then all of a sudden you're transporting it and it falls or, oh, or something. Yeah. Oh. You know what I mean? And it, I'm sure it happens all the time. The oh shit moment. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I've had a few. Yes. Uh, Have you ever had some that didn't make it down the stairs going outside? Uh, yeah. Or uh, a wind had picked up the, the whole tabletop Ooh. and you know everything goes flying. And oh, it's like okay, I'm an adult, I can fix this. I mean, and that's, that's really, have to, I have to get into that mindset. Otherwise, you know, <laughs> right. I just start sobbing. Yeah. Uh, you know, months of work. I mean, these, each building takes about a month, if wow. not more. So, wow. Uh, so yeah, let me ask you about that. What's your typical timeline between I, like I, idea, building, and then photographing? Is it two, the, three months or? Uh, probably two months. Two months. Uh, I'm, I'm 
once I get an idea and I start doing the research, I, I pretty much know what to look for at this mm-hmm. point. I mean, it's just acquired knowledge. And uh, But then the actual building, and I've learned how to cut corners on this. I right. mean, I can make a building faster than... Uh, but there's a, a level of detail that I really have to maintain. So that's about four weeks. It tends mm-hmm. to be four weeks. And then the photography, once I get up enough courage to go outside, it's... And I have to walk to where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I won't photograph more than an hour because I just kind of lose my mojo. It's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like if I'm, I'm overworking it. So yeah. I have to, so there's only an hour's worth. And How many do you usually take per? 20 to 30 photographs and, uh, and maybe two come out that it was like, I'll go, okay. This and those is are the ones you'll post and then, wow. And, uh, and I never know. I mean, there have been times I've gone out and taken photos and I thought they were great. And it was, they come, it's like, this, this isn't flying. And it's because the perspective is off just enough and our right. eyes are incredibly sensitive mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Uh, and there is a formula. I found out there's actually a uh, um, mathematic formula, how far the, the model is 2124th scale. That means it has to be X amount of distance away. That's math. I mean, you know, yeah. my, I'm yeah, like yeah, Robbie yeah. Gay. You know, <laughs> the mind fuses and I don't understand that. So, right. uh, so it's all gut feeling. That's so. interesting. So, I mean, I can imagine, like you said, the amount of dedication and perseverance to say, okay, I just spent two months of my life building this. I bring it outside. I drag this humongous thing around <laughs> in my neighborhood. And then I find the perfect place. And I take a picture and then I go home, put on my iMac and I, go, I was like, shit. Yeah. And then you go, well, I tried. I try. Yes. You the know. tears don't come anymore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. But the, yeah, the, the, the muttered, the muttered cursing and stuff like that. It's like, Oh, and, and I, you could see, you know, yeah. it's so very clear when it would download. I know exactly what that was. Why? I did. Yeah. Huh. I have a question. Uh, it's very random, but I'm, I'm sure it probably comes up when you shoot in front of these houses and buildings. Do you ever, people ever come out and just ask, Oh, I've learned very I was early say, on. Yeah, I like, knock on their door and I right. say, your house, even if it's going to be way in the background, right. is going to be in it. It's all right. And uh, people were 99%. There was only one time when the, the guy said, okay, and his house was way, I mean, like three blocks away, but he, and he came over and he says, you mind if I watch? And I said, no, that's okay. And he got so angry because he didn't really? understand. And I say, here, look through the camera, your house is far. And it wasn't that his house was involved. He didn't understand the process of forced perspective. And his frustration came out as cursing and, you know, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. I mean, it was like, Okay, I'm really. Yeah, it was. It was a really. People react very oddly, uh, and it's a slippery concept. Even if you're, even if you're watching what I'm doing, it's it's like, why does that work? And I actually don't know why something happens in the camera. It must be a lens. I mean, Mm -hmm. can you tell I'm not a professional in this? But uh, some magic happens, and and for the layperson for lack of a better word, it's it's magic and it's kind of creepy in a way on some level. but, yeah, but, I, but that's such a strange thing because as soon as you said he wanted to watch, to me, to anyone really, that means oh he's interested. Right, exactly. Where he wants to be involved in the process, that's a good thing. But then he just goes, oh, <laughs> man, that came out of left field. I'm going, okay, I'm packing up. <laughs> I've actually had uh, one person, the husband and wife, were watching me, and I, I 
their house was definitely going to be in the picture. Right, and the right. husband said, oh, yeah, that's great. Let me watch. And the wife came, and she's, and she's screaming. She says, I'm calling the cops. She went in my car and went through everything. Uh, it was a rented car. And uh, she says, you said you're from Massachusetts, but this is from New York. I'm calling the cops. She went in the house, and she's calling the cops. And the, oh the husband's God. going, uh, you know, oh, she's okay. She's okay. And I'm thinking, no, no, no <laughs> this is not okay. I got three photographs. One of them turned out, and, and it was – but, man, it was that – Chilling. It's like this is so yeah. out of control over what you know these and, little. And was it was that early on? No, this was. Uh, it was actually. Uh, I think about a year ago. So oh, I mean, wow. I, I, I was fairly used to the whole process right. and all yeah. that. But uh, man, she was. I don't know what it what set her off. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's and that's one thing. You know, automatically, I, I sit here and think. Um, around here at this point. I mean, are you pretty much well-known enough that people see yeah, the, you? The cops they, don't bother me anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah. they always, what are you doing? You're making people nervous. Let me see what you have there. Right. You know, actually two helicopters landed. A couple, Shut Yeah, up. it was last year and they, they were like maybe a couple hundred yards away, but they right. were waiting when I held up my models. And I mean, I had, you know, this. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. they waited. I finally packed up. I took some photos and packed up and they left right after that. So who knows who they were, who did someone wow. school? I, I don't know. You know, wow. dangerous old men with yeah. toys. Cars, yeah. you know, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, terrorism. It's like really, <laughs> and like, I don't think they would take the amount of detail and the scale <laughs> for this sort of thing. That's so. That's interesting. That it's you know, I would have thought by now that people would. Well, we know not everyone knows exactly what you do, but they you could explain it, right? And you could maybe right. even you have that you have the book now. We'll oh, get into I, that. I take the book with me all yeah. the time now, yeah. and I say this is what I do, and right. it's like. Uh, Wow. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but you can imagine at least that is a lot more proof of concept than yes. other people oh, probably absolutely. have. You know, and and from early on, you could explain. You could even show them. Well, let's say if you had a smartphone, but you show them on your phone. But even still, when you have a printed book, you're like, this is literally what it's going to be. Like it's not you know, malicious or any kind of intent. Um, but yeah, people, man, people just get weird for the. And it's and it's funny. Like you would think that what you do. Uh, the reason why it's models and the reason why it's so internal is because you don't want to fucking deal with people, right? I mean, if you think about it. Yeah, I've dealt with people a long time and I like humanity as a concept. I really, and individually, <laughs> but when you know, there's this middle ground where it's yeah. like, no, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm sorry. I hope that doesn't sound no, whatever, no, no, but, but it's but like, whew. I know people that shoot like uh, architectural stuff, whatever else. And I'll ask them, what made you get into it? And they go, because there's no people. Yeah. And as simple as that, they don't talk back. They don't make demands. They don't do whatever. They don't have the reactions that you deal with. Right. And it's like, it's a lot less stressful. Than oh, yeah. I'm, I'm already stressed because I don't, am I going to make a good mo- uh, photograph of this? And then, then humanity comes around. Although kids, uh, 90% of the time, if there's, uh, the kids are around there, there's this, oh, this is a very interesting way of looking at reality. And the parents are standing back, they're crossed arm, you know, you know, what, you know, what are you doing with my kids here? And I said, well, you can make the kid go away, you know? <laughs> Uh, but the kids and people will ask, they'll say, what's your uh, email address? And they the, the kids will go home and, and take models of you know, pictures of their oh, Legos and, and send it to cool. me. And it's like, oh my God, I'm, I'm like sobbing yeah. because that's that's this is what it's all about. Yeah. You know, and it's funny, the, the interview I had earlier today was with a, uh, a guy by the name of um, Sam Aquilano. And he runs a thing called uh, Design Museum foundation and it's all about basically it's a 
for lack of a better word, like pop-up shops of design pieces they put out and just have people interact with, whether it's underutilized spaces or even abandoned spaces or even just out in the, in the public. Um, and one of the things he's been working on is playscapes. So from around the world, different playscapes. And one of the things we really talked about a lot was how kids uh, can really teach us a lot about, you know, imagination and, and taking risk and being fearless and that kind of thing. And it's kind of sad to say that at some point in your life, that goes away mm-hmm. or that gets put on the back burner because what? Because of taxes and and rent and bills right, and all that right. kind of stuff and kids. And then you sit there and think, <laughs> oh, well, I don't have the luxury of being what I was like when I was a kid. But in reality, you kind of still do. do it's do. just... We just, you know, compartmentalize so much to the point where it, it's you know, crippling. Well, I uh, did a couple uh, volunteer uh, after school for middle school uh, art projects mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And one of them had, anyway, uh, for what it's worth, uh, and they were 10, between 10 and 12 year old children, and they were just starting to get closed down. You could see it. Mm-hmm. And so our, the course I taught with a colleague was... Uh, uh, they allow, allowed the kids to sort of loosen up again. Right. Of, and it was just amazing to see. I mean, there were kids who were already just crippled mentally yeah. by that. But the other kids were like, oh, this is interesting. It was very subversive in a way. But, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Like, it's like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, it, and it's it's one of those things like, uh, I guess we'll kind of transition a little bit here. Um that I know you've, you know, you, you've spoken very candidly in, in the, the video you had of, you know, the, the tough issues you, you dealt with growing mm-hmm. up and especially for when you grew up and for where in the country you grew up. Um, you know, it, it was, it was a, a very tough thing is that, you know, do you think now you've found peace in your adult years or is it just one of those things where you, you know, like you found the wisdom to just look back and go, it's okay. It's really what it was. Right. Uh, you know, at the time, you know, the attempted suicides and all mm-hmm. that, I mean, those were the darkest. I mean, if, right. unless you're there, I mean, you don't yeah. know. Uh, yeah. But, and I, this is new age woo-woo as it sounds and all that. I do send myself messages, you know, from mm-hmm. my, there, my past, right. uh, to my past and all that. Say, it's okay, you know, mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and it sort of comes back to me because I, because I feel like, oh, I've, it, this, these are non-issues. It makes right. me very uh, emp- empathetic to kids who are, are struggling and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. and and there's no way that you can tell them it's going to get better. I mean, yeah. unless you go through it. But uh, yeah. I'm glad I didn't kill myself. I mean, it was, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think you're pretty cool. I'm, I'm glad you're still here. <laughs> and I got a good product too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. yeah. And you know, we, we talked about it earlier. I mean, it was something that, you know, I've dealt with too. And, and I think in general, creatives in a way – deal with it a lot more. I mean, you think about any, any painters, writers, actors, mm-hmm. right? Um, musicians, people who at some point can have it all essentially, mm-hmm. right? But still feel so empty or still feel so haunted by certain things. They take their own life. And a lot of times, I mean, you even think just in the past two years, how many actors, you know, young actors and, and, and musicians we've, we've lost. And you hear the story about the, the cliche story of writers who are always drinking themselves right. to death just right. to get, you know, a, the next great novel. And it's, it's kind of like, it's almost something that you people almost in a way expect 
You know, they expect you to be very volatile and very moody and very, you know, whatever. Um, But a lot of times it's sometimes it's the people like me and you and other friends who are are outwardly very, very personable. You know, we we like being around people. I like having the human interaction. That's why I'm doing this. But like you said, there's times when, like when I went to Photo Plus and I was surrounded by thousands of strangers when I did that for two, three days straight, when I got home, I didn't want to be around anyone. Right. I was like, I was like, I was, I was quote on, you know, for 10 hours (laughs) a day. And then I got home and I'm just like drained, like mentally and physically drained. Um, but you know, it's, it's one of those things, you know, you've spoken about a lot of those issues, you know, do you, I mean, you probably do think like, do you think like those kind of things like depression and and other things that were once taboo, like sexuality, you know, that now all of a sudden is very front and center. And that's, that is an interesting topic unto itself, if I can elaborate mm-hmm. a little bit, because it's like everybody's coming out and stuff like that. Right. I mean, I mean, I struggled with all that, and I had made peace with it for some odd reason. It was like falling off a log for me. I mean, right. finally. And I was like, well, this is who I am. It's like I had dark hair. I mean, you know, I have mm-hmm. uh, So, and I made peace early on with that, but now people are saying, oh, you, people know you around the world and, and, you know, and you're out and, and all that, you know, thank you. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that I've been able to help, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't feel that I'm wearing it as a badge. I, right. it, it's not, it's not who I am. I mean, it's right. just part of the wallpaper of my life, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. is a really curious thing but you know i mean i was beat up brutally yeah, yeah. <laughs> i have scars i can show you but you yeah. Know, yeah now it's wallpaper yeah um, it's pretty interesting the wallpaper of your life i yeah, like that yeah that's pretty neat i mean yeah like you said it's it's it was only one piece of of some of the things and like you had mentioned when when people saw the the, the, the film and would reach out to you it was not only the sexuality it was it was the bullying right it was um you know the, the suicide uh, the suicidal thoughts and that kind of thing that, you know, people really, really resonated with people. And right. it's, it's sad to say that those sort of things don't get like even mental health. They don't, they don't get their, their due. And right, I'm exactly. hoping, my hope is that maybe mental health is, is trending towards the way of, you know, getting more up front and center and more coverage because it's true. I mean, you, you know, it, it's something that you think about in back in the day, right. In this utopian society that you had in the fifties, the way they would deal with things like that were that was the, the that was the beginning of what the the medicated housewife right Absolutely. and the drinking yep. at home not Absolutely. in a bar it was drinking at home and the convenience of this and another thing and it's it was like you know you don't talk about it and if people heard it was like you know career ending you know and, and right. it's gotten a little bit better but at the same time it's still pretty untalkable. It right. makes people uncomfortable. It really does. And I think everybody, because everybody has these issues and nobody wants to, I mean, it's, oh, it's, a, it's a bigger topic and all that. Right. I don't mean to distill no, it no, down no, to no. that. But yeah, yeah it's the, the, the web, which is like, it is so my media for that reason, because mm-hmm. I have so much contact with people, but I right. don't have to go out and see them. But right. I mean, I, I respond to 99% of every email that I get. That's awesome. And, and people, because it's, and they're not just, oh, thank you. It's like, I mean, yeah. these are paragraphs and because I want to let them know it's okay. Right. I mean, you, know, you, uh, yeah. Uh, a lot of people are suffering. My life's a cakewalk. I actually have a very cushy life compared to, I think most people at this point. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a big thing people forget. Like there's one thing I always keep in my phone. It's a picture. It's a graphic design piece where it uh, it said, be kind to everyone you meet because you do not know the battles they are fighting. And it's the same thing. You know, it makes me cry. Yes, Because exactly. that's, <laughs> yeah. that's really, really true. It's yes. true. You know, because you could sit there and say, oh, I'm some 
big person because I talk about what happened in my life and I'm, I'm putting it out, 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 out there for people to see. But in reality, we all have our own baggage. We all have our own shit that we go through. Right. Some people, depending on the perspective, can be really, really, really bad or can be, you know, not that bad. But, in, but again, it's internal. Mm-hmm. You might think of it like, oh, you much, well, God forbid, you got, you know, you got hit or beat as a kid. Okay, that's pretty crappy. But then you see people like, you know, what's going on now with like war torn refugees in these countries. And you sit there and go, imagine your whole family died in front of you. And now you're going to this new country. You Absolutely. know, no one, you know, what, nothing of the language. And Absolutely. that's a pretty heavy, wow. heavy deal. So, we, but it, again, for everyone, when you're going through it, that one thing that you don't think is a big deal to someone else is a very big deal. Absolutely. And that's the one thing we kind of got to remember, you know, is, is everyone's going to be different. But like you said, you started putting people out there. Now you got all these people like reaching out to you. Every country. It, and uh, there was a quote I found years ago and uh, someone was giving a speech. I'm sorry. I don't know. Remember who it was, but he said, uh, the best thing you can do is to enter when you're speaking to a person, speak to them in the noblest terms. Boy, this is going to, this chokes me up yeah. every single time, but you know, you don't know, what they went through, even if they're being an SOB or something mm-hmm. like that. I mean, after a while you can say, okay, I don't want, I don't right. You're just, anymore. you're just a dick. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and I, I'm approached by a lot of people, uh, people I am actually recognized now, <laughs> even though I don't go out that often, but there are some people who are, would you'd back away from say, Oh, but you know, I, 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 I clearly say, you know, sure. I'll talk to you, mm-hmm. you know, have a seat. I'll talk to you. Yeah. And, uh, but that's that's what Elgin Park is actually. Right. And Elgin Park is is neutral enough, and it it allows people to visit no matter what uh, nationality you are. I mean, mm-hmm. I get Chinese and you know wow. Arabic and and whatever yeah. um, Indonesian people and saying this feels like home to me. You know, wow. this is, and I'm going. What what is that? I mean, yeah, it's not what there, part but, of rural Pennsylvania is home to you in China? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, and some people will elaborate and they'll say, you know, there there's something that allows me to be myself, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's actually why there are no people in my photographs too, because I find I always found those distracting when I do research. If I see a person in a photo, I want to know about that person, and I yeah. kind of don't look at the the background. So right. the, my photos allow people just. I don't care who you are. Right. You can put yourself in there and you say, oh, here I am. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or you figure, uh, so that's the one thing I talk about a lot in my photography classes. There's one photo where we talk about how, how strong composition can be. Yes. Right? And there's this one photo that the professor previous to me gave me where it's just two people looking up and it's in a dark um the scene is very dark. So there's a lot of negative space on the right side. And the only thing that goes across the bottom is the the, the ledge. Mm-hmm. That, that they're leaning against that has a light. And I tell people, composition can do a whole lot. Now, in this photo, it looks like they're the only two people in what could be a planetarium mm-hmm. or an aquarium or a museum, right? But I'm sure if we pull back a little bit, there could be thousands of people there. But when you look at it and there's only two people, in my mind, I is racing. And I'm going, <laughs> who are they? What do they do? Is it a first date? Is it an anniversary? Is that is that where they first met right. 20 years ago? Am I way off and they're father daughter? You know, like or are these strangers just happening to be standing next to each yes. other? And I'm like, but that's the coolest thing. Is like that's what art should do. Thank you. I was just you know about I mean? to say, yes, that was art. That's exactly its its mission. Yeah. And uh yeah, it gets you going and it brings up your own stuff. And Yes, uh, my photo bring up people will start emoting about things yeah. from their past and all that yeah. without even being prompted. And uh, yeah, it's it's composition and, and 
Yeah, because yeah, like you said, it's not so much um, what you put in it, but what you choose to leave out Absolutely. or yes, anything yes, yes, like yes. that. And uh, like you said, I mean, people can look at it like, oh, only baby boomers would get what he's doing because they were alive back then or they remember the time back then. I think for a lot of young people like me, it could be, I want to know what it was like back then. Mm-hmm. I do not know what that was like, you know. Um, I find it very interesting. Uh, but there's so many different, uh, I think as, as niche as it seems, it's not mm-hmm. because so many, it can come at it from so many different angles. Like Absolutely. you said, oh people my. from foreign countries who don't, who watch the video and don't even know what you're saying, it still resonates with them. You know, that's got to say something, you know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. And when you think about it, it's not just the model tinkerer. It's not just the, you know, the railroad junkies or the little model train junkies. It's right. everyone. And it's interesting when I create the photographs, it's so, now it's all so automatic that, uh, you know, it, I, I don't overthink right. the, the whole thing just because of that, you know, let's as, as neutral as possible, but as powerful as possible. I mean, right. and, and, yeah, wow, yeah. there's this weird balance, but the thing, you know, I, I, I somehow figured it out uh, and I'm glad it's very nice. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. Well, listen, uh, you know, Michael, we're we're about an hour okay. here, um, but you know, I want to say thank you. It, it's <laughs> been pleasure. amazing. Yeah, it's, it's been amazing. Um, I haven't talked out. to somebody in three days. I mean, you're my first. <laughs> Yeah, but now you're going to just not talk to anyone That's for three right, weeks. That's right. I'm going to take a nap after after I'm out of here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but, you know, it's it's been amazing. And uh, I, I definitely think more people should check out, you know, the, the short and stuff like that. Actually, one question that someone had that I didn't know the answer to was the nine-minute film about you and about Ocean Park. Is, is it possibly going to be part of a longer kind of documentary that was talked about the very early on because there's enough footage for, exactly. for yeah. an hour and a half film and right. uh, i don't know how danny and, and john are and what i mean there is a lot of momentum going so mm-hmm. uh it, it's it could be probably be a very different story too yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah people write to that it, was this just a preview you know right. I, can i have more and yeah. it's like yeah, yeah. what do you want to know more about me for but anyway but it's not about that it's clearly right. uh yeah, so I don't know. Okay. I guess we, people can follow up and see, you know, see what uh, what could be there. That could be but, there. And that was the one thing I thought was interesting, like you just said, was it was three days, three long, three days, long, long days of filming and interviews that to just to cram that into nine minutes is is a superhuman feat. I don't know how they did it. And and I and I talked for eight hours. I mean, my God. I mean, the, the information that's out there is just mind-boggling. But anyway, right. uh yeah, I don't know how they did it. Very, very yeah, wonderful. It's, and, and and to me, it's almost like you said that that's the one cool thing is it it leaves so much opportunity if you want there to be that you already have the the footage. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you already have all the content. It's just a matter of finding a, a direction you want to go and follow and that kind of thing. And and like you said, it could go in so many different directions, um, which is a good and a bad thing, you know, uh, that it, it would be hard to really kind of give it that, that kind of focus. But either way, um, why don't you tell everyone, you know, uh, where they can check out the project, uh, anything you have coming up or you're working on. I know that you recently in this July of this year, the book kind of the, came the out. The second book came the out. The second book. Yeah. It's, it's a comprehensive, the first book was, came out right when I was becoming known. Uh, and that they're just, the first book is just basically photographs. The, the second book, uh, follows, uh, the arc of my work. Uh, there's behind the scenes, how, and I give, 
you know, how I did this. I mean, mm-hmm. I tell everything. I have no secrets. And also, uh, because there are so many comments on the web, on, I'm on Flickr, uh, Michael Paul Smith Flickr, and uh, that the comments that people make uh, were so vital to the whole Elgin Park experience that they mm-hmm. were included in the book. Oh, that's awesome. So there's I was going to say, that would be really cool. Yeah, there's this third level of it. Uh, and so you get a lot out of it. Right. Uh, I was amazed that the person I worked with, uh, my writer friend, uh, she said, you'd need to have this in there. So, right. so it, it's quite a, that's, that's the, the focus now. It's called Elgin Park. Um, Can people find it like on Amazon, that kind of thing? Uh, Amazon has it, but if you go through Animal Inc., I-N-C, mm-hmm. Animal Inc., uh, they're the publisher and they're wonderful. Uh, oh, they're, Animal Media, right? Animal Media, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Every, I think everyone's under 30, I mean, you know, and they're very hip and <laughs> happening. Actually, I was, uh, and I was the old guy, I walked in there and got, oh God, I can't relate to these people, but they were just, they were just so there. Um, so anyway, a plug for Animal, big, uh, but they're really wonderful. That's awesome. And, How uh, long was the whole process for the second uh, one? It was a... Uh, it was 11 months and it was like a protracted pregnancy. I mean, it's this, this book just was not coming out. I mean, and I had, and I, I mean, I, I, I don't mean in disrespect, but after a couple of months, about six months into it, I said, you know, I just get it out there and all that. But they said, no, this is important. And, right. uh, Wonderful. They they held my hand. It was great. And you know what's funny is you you how how easily the double standard can come in because you're saying attention to detail. Right. What are you doing? <laughs> how dare you have attention to detail? I'm getting upset. I'm an old, crepid man. I don't want to deal with this. By the time it comes out, I'll be dead in the ground. Then you're going. But the whole book's about attention to detail. Okay, yeah, I mean, I actually found myself saying that in a polite way, of course. Uh, but you know, I get in, in, wonderful. Like, do you want ellipses after this sentence here? You know, and does and, and I'm going, oh, you know, I'm back in school again. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Is there a test? Uh, but yeah, the book it, that was the, the big project, and it's it's really gotten some legs. And uh, yeah, yeah. And uh, also, I uh, Flickr, I try to post something at least once a month and, nice. uh, and I never know what's coming down the pike. I, right. I'll start one project and something I'll wake up in the morning and go, Oh, I think I'll do scaffolding. Right. Yeah. And then there it is. Yeah. Uh, so it's, that's a crapshoot, but it's, but it's, all, it's, all, it's, like it's so interesting. I mean, you, you showed me one of the things you're working on upstairs and if I'm butchering this, please tell me mm-hmm. it was, um, scaffolding, yeah. painting, yeah. Like paint, bu- uh, bu- like paint bu- buckets. little paint buckets yeah, yeah. that were so meticulous. I, <laughs> I was just, labels. yeah, there like labels, labels on it. No and, handles, though. and the little paint ridges around it, little <laughs> drips everywhere. I was like, yeah. my mind was blown. And then you even had a little billboard, yeah, right, with the Elgin Park and Animal Media. And I said that was awesome. But yeah, I mean, I can imagine how you could, you could, the like you said, the amount of broad strokes or very meticulous strokes mm. you could you could concentrate on could be amazing I, i'm already imagining uh you know a tin roof coming and you shoot from above and there's like a car just nosing its way in yes. and that'd be awesome and you've probably done that and then you know you could do a really wide shot where you're getting like the usual stuff that's really oh, and that's man. when i download the photographs because i'll, I'll shoot you know for about an hour and stuff like that and i'm all over the, I'm, I'm just dancing around I, right. it's handheld um and uh and I never know, you know, it, the, sometimes the story, when I downloaded it, I said, the story is looking from the roof down right. onto a car. Yeah. And I went, oh, I'm glad I thought about that. But it was just, you know, just. Yeah. Know, yeah. Uh, you never know. Yeah. No, I, I gotta say, it's, it's, it's really, really interesting. And, uh, and getting to see your workspace is a testament to, <laughs> it's never what it seems, right? <laughs> Appearances, normal. right? Oh. 
I was one quick thing is yeah. that I was asked to be part of. Uh, I mean, it would blew my mind. Uh, a very prestigious museum in New York City called oh, wow. me up and said, you know, we're interested in showing your work and blah blah blah. And I'm going, oh God! And they said, show us. We need to have a photograph of your studio. Please, and I said, no, I said, it's my kitchen table. I mean, I was mortified. <laughs> and they were going. They were very polite about. It. And they said, oh, that's okay. You know, it's yeah. okay. But I'm yeah, going, yeah. Oh, geez, Louise, yeah. what are your tools? Let's show us your shop. You know, it's an exacto blade, the sand, <laughs> and a little sanding block here. And it was like, oh God, uh, I felt like such a, a, a hick, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. But the best part is, right? And, and you can appreciate this because you, you're photographing these things, right? And we talked about this. One of the big things is your camera isn't anything, anything crazy, but that what's funny is who gives a shit? Right. If it's, if the end result is amazing, the tool you use, who cares? Absolutely. And, and it's funny, like I, if I was people at the museum, I'm not going to lie, I'd be a little taken aback. But then I would look at it as the angle of, oh my God, that's amazing. Like minimalist and see how see how far you can get along with a little ingenuity and just mm-hmm. an X-Acto knife. And mm-hmm. the things this man has done, you know, it's almost like you're you're teaching yourself uh, astrophysics out of a hut in India, right. you know, with like a book that's 20 years old. And and to me, like, that's more interesting than if you had a, an entire, you know, uh, what, what do you call it in the, in the lab? rooms like the 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 clean rooms whatever oh, yeah, like, sure. you know and you had all the tools that you at your disposal and they're all hung up you know mounted on the it's like no that wouldn't be as cool if it was doing it in a 1950s style kitchen that's i don't know 1950s style yeah. tools too yeah, I mean, exactly just, uh, there's uh and it's it's not a fetish or anything when I mean, it just happens to have what i right. my dad would say everything you need is in this room you know don't spend money so um interesting stuff no it's been it's been amazing michael i gotta say it's been thank you for giving me the tour around your home and (laughs) and uh and seeing everything and it's been it's been pretty wild yeah 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 so um anything coming up you want people to check Um, out no, just stay focused on Flickr and mm-hmm. you know check out the book. You don't have to buy it, but check out the yeah. book. Uh, I think somebody you'll learn something from it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, there are some other pro- people would like now that I'm fairly well known. People are wanting to distribute my product or mm-hmm. make it more available and all that. And I'm I'm, I'm thinking about that, right. but I don't know. I, okay, and not to put them down. I mean, they're no, no, very like you said, people, it's but. yeah, it's it's. I'm, when you start hitting this point, like we talked about, it's you're going to get inundated with a lot of offers, yes, and yes. it's it's navigating that minefield. A lot of money. Yes, a video game. Shut up. Game. Really? They, they approached me and they said, we will give you X amount. We want to do 3D, uh, you know, scan your buildings right. and, and, and you know, we'll make them into our video game because it's a look we're looking for and stuff like Holy that. Holy shit. And I, they were really wonderful people. And I said, what is your video game about? And they told me, and it was, it was so... Uh, the antithesis of my own personal beliefs. I said, I, I can't bring myself to do yeah. it. And they said, it's a lot of money. <laughs> I said, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm you're not, going. I don't care. I, I did, and I and I didn't say it mean. I just, I just couldn't do it. I yeah. just couldn't do yeah. it. I, so yeah, ooh, yeah. And <laughs> I believe have been me, rich. yeah, believe me. There's a, <laughs> there's a lot of respect in that. You know what I mean? And and you're sitting there going, but oh, that was a lot that of money. Lot of, and I'm so poor. I mean, <laughs> I'm so poor. It's I mean, but that's okay. I don't mind it. You know? Yeah, yeah. So listen, uh, thank you. It's been it's been great. It's been a pleasure, um, and uh, you know, hopefully, you enjoyed the experience. Oh, this was a peak experience. It yeah, really was. If I had a journal, you. I'd say, dear, you know, dear diary, <laughs> you would never guess what I did today. Um, yeah. Well, thank you, um, and uh, and we'll we'll definitely chat. Maybe we can collaborate for some um, 
promo giveaways and that kind of stuff to, to highlight sure. when your episode comes out. Absolutely. Yeah. Most excellent. Okay. Okay. Thank you. All right, Michael. Take care. Bye-bye.